This podcast is brought to you by GA Sports. GA Sports is home of the O'Connor Slitting, Ireland's number one hurling ball used by 311 clubs nationwide. Hello and welcome to the Backdoor Hurling Show. Delighted to be joined by Boris Lee Hurler, Jerry Kelly, um, with the club season well underway. Um, Jerry, it's great to be back, but I suppose it's very different, obviously, getting togged out now in the stands. Yeah, it's different now, all right. It takes a bit of getting used to a lot, kind of, compared to arriving an hour before a game, taking your time, getting togged or whatever, getting your physio done. Kind of have to have it all ready to go and come togs, ready for action and warm up straight into it. So it's a bit different, all right? And um, club hurling in the height of summer, um, as a club player, it must be something you love, like, because... The club season in October, you'd be guaranteed your rain, your soggy pitches, but to be playing in the height of summer and in the weather we're getting at the moment, I'd say it's just unbelievable as a player. Uh, yeah, it's unreal. Like Especially, you can kind of rely on tip to go well in championships, so you never really get a sniff at summer hurling too much with the club. But no, it's brilliant now, sure. It's what we all want to play, and no one really wants to be slogging in the muck, like in rain in the winter. So it's brilliant now, fastball, we can't complain. And uh, was it always going to be hurling for you? Like, was it always your number one sport when you were a young kid? Ah, yeah, sure. It's hard to miss now. The whole family is big into hurling. There's no even real football in Boris, so I couldn't go down that avenue. And soccer is kind of considered a foreign sport, so it was always going to be hurling. And uh, just looking at Boris Ali last year, you described, like, in interviews, it was all about heart. Where did that heart come from and like where was the heart evident in getting to the All-Ireland final? I was sure it was kind of evident mainly it came to the fore in the county semi we were playing killer one met, went a man down and ended up winning by a pint it was more kind of will to win than anything that got us over the line but I suppose that kind of came from we had a good bit of tragedy in that in the parish and even myself I had two close friends that passed but it kind of it puts it all into perspective, like it is only a game and you can kind of throw the shackles off and just go for it and give it your all because you'd never know, like you have to enjoy everything while you're there. So make hay while the sun is shining kind of a thing. Uh, yeah, and obviously a huge tragedy in Boris Lee. But I suppose last year, did you want to do it for them people that passed away who obviously didn't get Boris Lee, uh, to probably didn't get to see them winning a Munster Championship and like, you often hear this tragedy can bring a side together, really. It's us against everyone. Is that Was was that the aspect you took last year? Uh, yeah, kind of everyone had their own little angle on it. But for myself, anyway, yeah, I kind of wanted to drive it on and kind of do it for the lads that kind of weren't there. So it's kind of easy to get motivated and just think that we kind of always had that little bit of extra help with the lads and that. So... For myself, anyway, that was the angle I used, but I know other people probably had different motivating factors. Um, you showed huge physicality against Bally Gunner, some of the hits you put in. How did you master that kind of getting the physicality into your game? Uh, I don't really know. It kind of just comes on the day. It's more kind of wanting the ball than anything. Like, I wouldn't overly, before that game, even have put in any major hits or anything but was just kind of on the day 
really wanting to get over the line, putting everyone, including Dan, likes of them, everyone put their body on the line, like, and threw themselves around, and it just happened that I connected right with one, and it worked out, and anyway, it wasn't a foul, right? And uh, you take sidelines as well. Um, would you be the type of man who goes down to a pitch and practices his, his sidelines day in, day out, or uh, would you uh, not focus? I kind of guess, right, go down, before training or after training and spend 15, 20 minutes hitting a few line balls and that. But I try not to kind of think about it too much. Once you kind of get a technique in that, it kind of looks after itself. But at the start, kind of when I was younger, I would have been hitting freeze underage and line balls and that. So I kind of started there and I just managed to keep it going and worked out well enough last year if you dropped over for me. And then obviously um, some top class hurlers in this Barcelona team, um, obviously, probably veterans now the team your Brendan Mares, your Dan McCormick's your Paddy Stapleton's and obviously a lot of young lads have come into the squad yourself included JD Devaney I suppose if Brendan Paddy and Dan helped you massively being able to adjust to senior club early oh yeah definitely like even in training they bring an intensity that we kind of never really seen before like you kind of save it for matches and that underage but once you kind of come down to training with the lads like, they know exactly what it is. They'd be putting in big hits now. You're going to be looking after yourself and training. It's the intensity kind of you need to better yourself. And it's very hard to not excel with the lads around. Like, so, especially, like, if you have any questions at all, Brendan, Paddy, Dan, they'll always give you that kind of bit of a hand, no matter what it is. Like, so they're massive help, serious addition, like, to young lads trying to break through. And, like, Brendan Mayer's skill, like, when you witness that in training, like, what is it like? Ah, oh, sure, you kind of just have to stand back and admire, like, it's just so effortless and easy, like, it's kind of sickening at times to say, <laughs> but no, it's a joy to watch now, in fairness, and it gives you that bit of extra confidence knowing you have someone like that to go to battle with, like, when you're going out in matches that can just make things happen. Last year, I think it was a North Tipperary final to Kildangan you were defeated in. Was that the wake-up call you think that team needed uh, during the year? Yeah, you kind of suppose every team kind of needs something to drive them on mid-year, like when they're hitting a kind of a slump. But we just had to sat down and had a meeting and address some underlying issues that we were having and just decided that from there on, we were going to give it our everything, set our short-term goals, get to a quarter final, and then push on from there. So we kind of just focused on ourselves and forgot about the things we've been doing wrong and focused on what we were doing right and drove it on then from there. Yeah, and obviously winning the Tipperary title was massive. Um, what do you put the success down to of winning Tipperary? Um, I suppose we had kind of been building for a year or two when Johnny Kelly came in first. We got to a county final and we were defeated well enough by Sars that year. But we were kind of building and building. And then the second year, we had a few injuries. But we always knew, kind of trusted in our management and our panel that we were good enough to get there. And when things kind of eventually started clicking, a bit of belief set in. And we pushed on from there and just knew that it was only kind of ourselves that was going to hold us back from winning something. So we threw off the shackles and just went for it. And thank God it worked out. Then on to Munster, like, you were ranked at 4-1 to one against Bally Gunner. And it's what you've talked about in interviews. When you seen you're at the alt four to one, did that motivate you massively? Oh massively, yeah. Like we just kinda 
it was kind of mumbling around train and everyone kind of saying geez no one has given us a chance kind of a thing and we knew like that if we brought our game we weren't going to be far off it like we're a very hard team to beat the style we play and everything so we kind of knew that it was a bit out of the ordinary the odds we were at so it did definitely drive us on everyone was kind of thinking we have a point to prove like kind of people seem to think that tip clubs want to get out a tip are kind of wa a bit watery in that but we knew like that we had the stuff to do it so we just focused knuckled down and weren't afraid of anything it worked out again yeah like a, a hugely impressive performance like the Ballygunner team the Mahoney's Desi Hutchinson back like and you just got over the line but I suppose coming towards the end of that game being in the forwards was it a bit nervy oh yeah it was like at that stage it was just get the ball and try hold on to it like do something with it it was more kind of stopping them from pushing on than anything you kind of I don't know even how to describe it. it's kind of frantic it was a last 15 minutes were more of a blur than anything just get on ball and try seeking you do something with it but eventually we kind of got in there were some serious scores and serious tackles and it just ended up breaking our way and we kind of knew coming down the home stretch if we were there thereabouts we push on so we were confident in that way and then obviously massive scenes i'd say in varsity when you won that and is it the hen you bring when you win uh, the trophy yeah. Cockerel, yeah yeah he made an appearance on a few occasions all right our kind of club mascot <laughs> and where did the cockerel come from uh, to be honest i actually don't know i just remember hearing stories of the grandfather saying on county final day he used to be brought out and he'd give the crowd a massive lift and the last time they won the all ireland they brought him home on the train and he was thrown up in the air and the whole place went mad but i actually don't know the history behind it now but in fairness it's a grand kind of novelty to have going out on match day <laughs> And then um, semi-final again, probably couldn't ask for a tougher team to play St. Thomas's. Um, an unbelievable game to play in really. Like, it looked like Thomas's were going to win at stages, then it looked like you were going to win. Um, just, I'd say, an unbelievable game to be involved in as a player. Yeah, it was a savage game and we kind of had focused on that even more than we pushed the final to a kind of a back of our minds. Like, we all kind of said finals look after themselves that was the big one like they're a serious team have some serious players so we knew like going out that we were going to have it very tough to beat them but again we kind of stuck to our system trusted ourselves and just went at it as hard as we could again and got over the line and then Ballyhill, one of the greatest club teams you came up against but like your own performance that day you must be hugely pleased with that Ah, uh, yeah, I was happy enough now, but it's disappointing not getting the results at the end of it. Like, you, I obviously you'd happily go out and not play well and get the win in the end, but I suppose it's a small consolation if we weren't going to get the win that I played well enough myself. I was happy ish, but I know it was sickening enough now not to get over the line, but as you said, they're probably one of the best club teams ever. We knew going out like that it was always going to be a tough battle, but I feel like we'd done ourselves proud. We put it up to him and just were unlucky in the end and probably some of the team's first time playing in Crow Park like uh, what was it like for you playing in Crow Park? Uh, yeah sure it was grand the way we kind of got a run out there we got 20-25 minutes of a kind of a training session on it just popping around and that and it was kind of 
you'd be standing there in awe sometimes. Like even the dropping ball is completely different, trying not to get put off by the stand and your surroundings and everything. But once you kind of get in and get around, you just kind of realize it's just another field, like try to block out everything around you and just hurl again. Like it's no bigger than the stadium or anything inside. It's just kind of daunting if you let it get into your head. But I feel like we dealt with it well enough and it kind of showed off some of our forwards that we ha have the ability to move in space and stuff like that. So at the end of the day, we kind of just realized it was just another field and went out and hurled again. And as players, did you find it hard to stay away from the hype uh, leading up to the final in Barsley? Uh, yeah, it's always tough. Like we kind of made it our best, like even over Christmas, it was new to lads to not be able to go like out with family and friends and stuff like that. But we made an extra effort to kind of surround ourselves with each other and kind of keep each other on like level headed and on the ground because this was the first time in what was it 36 years we'd even won a county final to get to an All-Ireland there was a massive high huge buzz around the place so we couldn't exactly avoid it but I know I feel like we dealt with it well kind of staying together and trying to avoid it being talked about as much as possible unless it was in training or in the right frame of mind kind of thing. And Christmas, obviously, having to sacrifice the big nights out of Christmas, was was that hard to deal with, I suppose? You're seeing people out and you want to be out yourself, but you couldn't, obviously, with, in the lead-up to the All-Ireland semi. Yeah, there was aspects of it that were tough, all right, but then you had to kind of remember this could be a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. Like, you'd happily you'd give up three, four Christmases just to get there once. Like, so it wasn't overly hard once we kind of thought about it and realised the opportunity we had. And, so it was easy enough staying after that. And um, what did you learn from most uh, being defeated to Ballyhale that day, do you feel, as a team that you can now drive on to a new level? Um, I suppose it just felt like the end result, three points in it, it kind of just showed us that we do have the potential to be one of the best teams in the country. Like, they are a phenomenal team, and we weren't that far off at a break or two here and there. We had a lot of whys, dropped a few balls short. Like, it just kind of showed us that we have every right to be confident in our ability kind of a thing. And if anything, it made us hungrier now for championship this season, kind of drive it on and prove that it wasn't just a kind of a fluke year, like that we are definitely good enough to constantly be contenders. How do you feel Johnny Kelly instilled that belief into the Barcelona players? Um, I suppose we kind of have a massive trust in him like his track record speaks for itself he's proven that he knows what it takes to get there and us being able to trust in him and trust in his systems kind of it throws a lot of pressure off and you all you have to do is go out and trust the people you're playing with like and just hurl because you know that he knows what he's talking about like him and his selector mark maher there as well as selector won a minor all-ireland managing tip and Philip Maher had hurled with Tip and Philip Kenny. So, like, we had a serious team with us and our synth conditioning coach, Angelo Walsh. So we couldn't really go wrong. All we had to do was go out and more or less do what we're told and hurl with a bit of freedom and see what happens. So it was a lot easier to kind of believe in ourselves and let it click when Johnny kind of instilled that in us. Then, um, on top of having a magnificent year for Boris City, playing with IT Carlo, getting to play with the likes of Andrew Roll and Liam Blanchfield, Richie Lai, and obviously come up against some fantastic players in the Fitzgibbon. Like, how good is it to play in the Fitzgibbon? Because I don't think people can actually 
realize from the outside i think you have to be involved to know how special it is yeah it's massive like sure just kind of brought us all together like tip kilkenny didn't really matter like once we were out in that hurling field and we have a serious bond even in carlo like especially we're kind of a small college we're a very tight-knit group like and just once we got out into the field it was so enjoyable and even after games before games having a bit of crack with the lads but like once you kind of start hurling Fitzgibbon and that, you really do enjoy it. And you have to make the most of it. Like, you might only be there three years of Fitzgibbon hurling. Like, so we definitely enjoyed it. We came up a bit short in the end. But as we were kind of saying after it, um, like, there was no real... We couldn't walk away overly disappointed. Like, we were... We came together really as a unit. And there's always kind of that next year that we could push on again. But it's great to kind of put IP Carlo on the map as well. And drive it on for them so very enjoyable and you kind of you, as you said you do have to kind of play it to experience the balls around it it's a lot different to like club hurling and that like the lads grew up in there's more of a kind of sense of mystery about it like but no it is very enjoyable now and being a forward yourself and one of the greatest ever heard is dj carey uh being over here like what was that experience like for yourself ah sure it was like speaking on behalf of all the forwards at Carlo, like it just brought us on some amount. Again, like the thing with Johnny Kelly, like the track history or the track record that he has, like you just do what anything he says, like he knows he's been through it all. Like, so it's very easy to kind of get behind lads like that and go out and hurl for him, like, because you just know that he's done it all. Like, so it's very easy to go out and put in a performance or listen to any bit of advice he has to say. Yeah, and then obviously leading against UCC at the start, um, but I suppose getting to play against one of the most underrated hurlers in the country, Shane Conway, did you realise how good he was until you came up against him? Uh, you wouldn't. Like, I've seen him play in that, and we played um, Kerry in a challenge game with Boris earlier in the year, and I've seen him in that. Like, he's just phenomenal hurler like I reckon he'd start on any county team that he played on he's a serious player now but yeah coming up close in person it's very hard to get hands on him at all now he's a serious player so no I wouldn't have realized exactly how good he was until I played against him then you're obviously playing with Boris Lee um it's obviously a dream to play with the Tipperary senior hurlers do you think you can make the breakthrough now in the next few years uh, yeah, I'd be hoping anyway, like, obviously, since I was young, it's been a massive dream, like, to play with Tip, I suppose it is every club hurler's dream, but, no, like, had a good year last year, and I'm just hoping to build on it this year, and hopefully go well now in the rest of the championship, and see what happens after that, I suppose everything kind of happens for a reason, so I won't worry about it too much, but I'll just focus on the club hurling, and hopefully get in with Tip at some stage. And it's actually great this year for club hurlers, like, Say if you do have a great championship with Intercounty just around the corner now in October, do you feel it gives club hurlers that more now of an opportunity to get in and play a championship? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it definitely does because it's a brilliant showcase. Like you've not nothing else to look at other than club hurling this time of year. Like so, it definitely is completely different because as opposed to previous years, you play one championship game and then it'd be county hurling. Whereas now you can kind of see club hurlers in their full, like not just one game, the whole way through a championship and see consistency in that. So it definitely is for a club player. I find it's a great opportunity 
this year to show off and see if you can make the breakthrough into the county team. Then, um, just touching on the current uh, club championship in Tipperary at the moment, you've drew with Tum- Tumavara, uh, 118 to 21 points, then a comfortable win over Burgess. But a must-win game for you now coming up against Upper Church, uh, Drum Band. Um, I suppose being champions, uh, champions are always targeted at the start, and it's probably, it's, you're given nearly the title of being slow starters with the champions. Um, but I suppose you probably feel you haven't hit your top form yet. How do you? Yeah, no, definitely not. Like that, we kind of found against Tumivara, they're a serious team and they came at us hard, but there was a lot of us kind of took a step back and kind of were almost wary because of the champions. And it's good to get that kind of monkey off your back, like get that game over with. But we, again, we all sat down and decided like that we were just going to kick on from there and we showed it now and against Burgess we played the way we wanted to play and set the tone um so we'd be hoping to kick on again now upper church are a serious team they're going to be very hard always very physical as well so we're just going to focus on our own game play our system and hopefully drive it on try maybe play more as a team as it progresses and hopefully progress further again but yeah, we'd be hoping for another good performance like the Burgess game and then build again. Yeah, and just one standout result last week in Tipperary, Turles Sarsfield 228, Lockmore Castellani 25 points. That's a fair statement of intent with the team. Lockmore Castellani have obviously the McGrath standout. Yeah, that's a fact. Like Sars, I suppose, always are there, thereabouts. And it likes Billy McCarthy back this year from bad injury, and he's after driving it on as well from so. Obviously, they're a massive team, the two, Ronan and Paddy Maher as well. So they're driving it on and really laying down the market for a championship. But we'd be hoping now, if we can get over Upper Church, you never know what could happen. Grant coming in, I suppose we'd be underdogs again. So we kind of seem to like that. So if we can get into a quarterfinal and get over Upper Church, we'd be happy enough to see how it goes from there. Absolutely. It'd be fascinating now to see how Burst League can get on this year. But uh, thanks a million for your time, Jerry Kelly.